All right, back at it. Another podcast. Top of the afternoon, Mr. Paul Cheehy. And balance of the afternoon to you, Michael. Good to see you again, my friend. Likewise. It's been about three weeks. Trying a new location today. The old Moxie Java on Chinden and Boise. So you said you had a little history here. Do you want to share that? Well, I used to go to work down right around the corner here, so I used to stop in here. And uh, this place bakes their own beans back here, or used to. I don't know if they still do, because I don't smell it. But the smell, as you know, triggers a lot of our memories. Oh, it does it ever. And uh, back when I was working for this guy, uh, that smell was every morning I'd smell this uh, coffee bean. And then I kind of had a little flashback today on the way here. Haven't been here in a long time, but very cozy. And... Uh, a perfect spot for this. It really is. So and, welcome. And they, and they reserve tables for those of you who are listening if you want to reserve one, but don't reserve the corner one by the fireplace because that's going to be ours from now on. But nice vibe in here. Not a lot of people. People are missing out. This is a cool place. Um, what I was noticing, they have carpet and wooden chairs. The last place we were at, if you heard the last episode when the, <laughs> the nice barista was moving tables around at the end of the night, Ah, oh, the screeching was so loud with the concrete floors and the metal chairs. It was like, oh, this is not working out. So hopefully that... I haven't listened to that podcast. I don't know if you have or not. So I did. So I could hear how loud that was, and it wasn't as bad as you might think. Because oh, I remember when day. we were talking, I was just like trying to give her the signal, and she wasn't taking the signal. She really wanted right. to move those tables and chairs, and it was just like... Oh. But this is nice. This, this is a good spot, and... Uh, could be the new spot for a while who knows who does know and do you mind if i ask why you haven't uh put an ear to that last pod well to be honest of the number one number of i don't know how many podcasts we've actually put out there i think i've only listened to one maybe one and a half i should do that huh maybe i should listen to him i don't know i didn't know that part of you (laughs) I don't so go back and listen to them. the feedback you're getting from people, you've got real, no real recollection yeah. other than... I should probably <laughs> listen to them. I'm not suggesting that, but... I'm hoping I... That makes a good uh, topic in itself. Yeah. I can't remember which one I listened to in its entirety. I've listened to... Like, I usually listen to, like, the first 10 seconds is like, okay, is this the one that I'm actually saying it is when I'm doing all the, you know uploading okay, so and all that yeah. stuff but so I don't listen to the whole thing maybe I should though I'll go back maybe are I they hard to listen to um I don't know <laughs> it's not I don't think it's that necessarily I don't know I don't know I haven't really analyzed why I haven't maybe I don't know I think we maybe. should do that one of these days <laughs> maybe we should um yeah I was here this this coffee shop I, I was here about two weeks ago and um, I had a former student that I had in my first run at the school. I was um, this student's math teacher and, uh, and a dean of students. And she reached out, and we hadn't seen each other since she graduated, like a long time ago, and had coffee here. I thought, this place is pretty cool. Um, and thought, maybe this would be a good spot for our podcast. So here we are. So thanks for joining me. It's been a couple weeks, like I said. It's been a rough week for me. I don't know if you knew that. Um, Braden's birthday was on Tuesday. 
and I did know that only because Jody remembered. Yeah, um, one of those additional firsts that you go through, and we took the day off, and my wife and I had a slow morning, um, just kind of taking our time in the morning, had some coffee, some breakfast, and I don't know, just kind of felt not celebratory for sure, like just a good remembering, kind of pause, be aware and in tune with your feelings and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, like I said, just kind of took it easy. And then we met in the and went for a walk with my two daughters and our puppies, dogs, and walked through the on the green belt and just kind of enjoyed a kind of snowy day. And then we met at our house and had had a nice dinner. We did a Braden loved seafood, so we did a little seafood fest um, hmm. and played some board games that he liked and, and stuff like that. So it was a good day. It was you know it was an emotional day. Um, cried more on that day than I had for. Uh, for quite a while so that that was good i guess i think it's still good. i think so too i think it's good to purge that yeah and i like how you're still with your family and it's i get a visual when i see the four of you and the two scruffies walking <laughs> anywhere that makes me happy and i don't know whatever i think brandon braden sorry braden it's a vibe out of that too yeah but yeah it was, it, was, it was a good day all in all I mean just to be together and take that time what I was uh, again not completely prepared for was the next day um, went back to work and had major emotional hangover the next day so that was yesterday and man I couldn't I couldn't get out of the funk I was very emotional and kind of zoned out most of the day from a work standpoint and it was just like I couldn't I couldn't you know I don't know I just couldn't get my my head right and focused or whatever on work stuff I was still kind of thinking a lot of of him still am kind of honestly like it's kind of been that whole week just kind of just really being in touch with feelings and thinking about him and have have a lot of memories and um, grief that has been pretty heavy this week I can imagine on that first birthday plus that whole grayness that's going on right now, the seasonal, yeah, that thing's real. And uh, I'm empathetic with those people that suffer from that. And I find myself in that category and getting into that poor me and the cabin fever and just no, no zep. Uh, normal zip to do anything zest I mean and uh, you know and then it starts affecting the people around you and man when that sun comes out it's like what a nice treat this is Yeah. and so I know this comes every year and that's what's so so beautiful about spring is that rebirth and I know we've talked about the opposite of that in the winter and fall maybe totally. the death yep. and then that comes around again and the smells and the flavors and the, all those things that come with uh, that rebirth of spring um, yeah looking you know, forward to some sun oh totally and I 
I got just a couple of hours of it last week, and it made such a difference in my day. And now I'm not, I don't know. This has been a really challenging off-season for me. And I went and got one of those little artificial sunlight things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so that's on at the house, and I, I can put it in my truck to tuck it up by my moonroof and just have it beat down on me. Does it? Does it make the difference? I mean, that, see, how do I know? How do you feel when that thing's on? Does it feel sunnish? <laughs> <laughs> it does not feel sunnish. It feels like an electronic device hanging, <laughs> hanging in my face. <laughs> okay. But when I put it on at home, it seems to help early in the morning. If I put it on with no other lights, it's kind of, it seems like a little, I feel like a moth or a lizard or something. I'm kind of. <laughs> kind of focused on yeah. it a little bit so you know I, I can't compare it to what I'd feel without it so it's a silly question to try to answer but I think it does help and uh, I know this other lady I'm really having a hard time getting the, the uh, lizard part out <laughs> yeah. of my brain like I'm just imagining the lizard on the rock yes. you in an aquarium at home oh man with a giant <laughs> sun lamp beating down on me oh that'd be good I, I like that yeah. I, yeah I could see that <laughs> so uh, this lady has has gone to the next step and has the one that has is in her visor. So she wears a hat with this sunlight, and this is what they do. Who's she? Someone I know. This no, this lady that uh, also the one that suggested I get a light, and I said, "Does it work?" And she goes, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the people that are way up north that have like eighteen hours of right. darkness yeah. are wearing these little. Uh, these baseball caps with lights in them. Anyway, so I've never I even totally, heard of those. Uh, I can't. Uh, it's such. But Boise's in a funk right now, and I don't know if it's just me, and I don't think it is because you just mentioned it. But you have a good reason with Braden's first birthday. Yeah. Or his first birthday for you. And. Uh, you know, and I, I go around wondering what people do this time of year. We're just so socked in. And then I, I think about people that really don't have that Do you much. still ski? I don't. I'm telling you, we, when we go skiing and you can break out of the inversion and get up above the clouds. Yes, we oh. still do that. Don't ski, but go up and do that and just sit in the truck and, uh, Such a again, gift. lizard in the Ford on this. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, we tried skiing uh, last year. And uh, I want to go again, but Jody's not supposed to because of her head injury. And I've got two artificial hips and very weak lower body. And we went, we go every year, we say, we've got to go skiing, got to go skiing. This is year we finally went. And it was super sunny and glassy and icy. And I fell down and I thought my hip was going to be like a porcelain. What about like cross country or uh, snowshoeing? Slow down now. I'm trying to tell this story. Oh, sorry. And so I I ended up with tears of pain and tears of maybe, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm going to be able to ski anymore. And then Jody came down right behind me and she had tears as well. Hers were happy tears. (laughs) She loves skiing so much, so much. And she's not supposed to go, but if she stays mellow, you know, she's not going to. Anyway, so 
that experience was our last one skiing, but we, I want to go on a nice, soft, powdery day, and I want to fall for real and without being worried about my fragility. Right. And take in the sun and relive. Jody and I have had so many fun times skiing, and uh, I don't know. That's good advice. So with your, is it hip replacement? Both yes, of them? Yes, both of them. Those are titanium. Is, are they more fragile than, than before? No. Is it just like it's your mental. fear? It's yes. mental. Okay. It did I wasn't hurt. sure. It hurt bad. And I don't have any... This is going to sound conceited, but I don't have any body fat down there. <laughs> I don't have a lot of uh, going on down there. So yeah. when I hit on the ice, bone on ice... And I, my mind said, there it goes. Have yeah. fun getting a new one of those in a thousand pieces. Right. But the pain went away. But I kind of took it to mean you got to either, you got to work out lower body. Because my skis weren't doing what my mind said they used to. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think they call that old age. <laughs> well, keep getting after it. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So I see those uh, annual bogus basin ski pass signs and bought mine last night right it's harder and harder to resist because that would do the trick and they're a good deal oh, they are and uh what am i doing so maybe this is the year yeah i bought and we can edit that out if it's not and i won't sound like a liar that will hold you accountable for it i bought well, my pass and my two daughters passes last night my uh both, both girls are really into it more than ever this year and my good. middle daughter sage she she works at REI. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. And so she's kind of turned into a gear geek. So she's all, because I, I need to get new skis. And so she's coming home with all this new information. She's kind of a nerd when it comes to Good like. for her. All this out, outdoor gear makes me proud. But she's like, yeah, Miss, Miss Outdoor Gear person and, and uh, trying to sell me on some skis. But yeah, I, need, so. I need them anyway. But I might, I don't know, I've thought about getting back into snowboarding too. I haven't decided. That's maybe a separate podcast. We do the snowshoeing thing, which is very fun also. And you can do that anywhere. I always kind of laugh about snowshoers. I've snowshoed as well. I'm not laugh making away. fun of you. No, no. It. Yeah, you are. No, you don't know me. Let's hear it. Um, laugh away. I wasn't laughing at you. I, I snowshoe. I have snowshoed. We snowshoed when we went and got our Christmas tree this year in Idaho City, like three feet of snow. Uphill both ways. Okay. Don't get me started. And well, I'm trying to get to the laughter then. What what I laugh about is when people wear snowshoes on super hard packed snow that they could just walk on. <laughs> <laughs> but but so wearing could be but, but wearing the snowshoes makes it feel like this epic outdoor experience. And it's like, <laughs> see, you're laughing. You get it. See, I was right. That's what I was laughing about. It's okay. Like, I laughed that same way at <laughs> Fly Fisherman. Whoa. See? It hurt for a minute, but stop and think. <laughs> what? <laughs> Finish that, because I might be offended. Same thing. That you fly you fish with snowshoes. You don't shoes. need to wear snowshoes <laughs> when you're in the river. <laughs> okay. You're killing me. I don't think you had wow. anything there. Yes, um, I did. So uh, Sarah was a big skier also. She had a blast, learned early, pretty athletic, and uh, we got the season pass, and we stopped at uh, Smoky Mountain there on 15th, mm. and she'd sleep under the table, and Jody and I'd drink some beer, and uh, 
it was so it was such a good family experience word you know yeah yeah and jace not so much he got scared one time early and i really didn't take to it after that but uh still a cool kid nonetheless yeah and he slept under a table two or two as well (laughs) while we drank beer so Amy, my wife, is not a big skier. So when she skied when she was younger. So when I took the kids when they were young skiing, it was such a hassle, like getting all of them ready and taking all their gear. And then you get them in lessons, and it's like this fire drill <laughs> yes. to get them on the skis. And, oh, my gosh, it was such a challenge. And... But I always thought, like, this is all an investment for the long run, right? You, you, you do these things, and you try to keep them happy. Lifetime sport. And if they just want to ski one run and go in and have hot cocoa, you do that. And because it's not about you. And that was, it's like, it's about them and making sure that they have a good experience. Huh. With the goal that someday they're going to go skiing with you and help you get ready when you're old and have a double hip replacement so anyway I'm kind of at that I don't have a double hip replacement I'm kind of at that stage now where my daughters are old enough and love skiing and we can just go and I don't have to get them ready or buckle well I do have to buckle their boots sometimes but uh, that's what I miss so much again the memories with Braden and you know he was just getting not just getting into it he's always loved the outdoors and skiing and stuff like that but just uh, miss those things with him because he just loved 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 all those outdoor things, biking, skiing, and just miss, miss doing those things with him. So a lot of those memories came back this week with the birthday and taking the time to look through pictures and and videos and all those kind of things. And so, yeah. So when's Sarah's birthday? I beat you to that one. How old would he be? He would have been 17. Yeah. Sarah, is it April? May. May. May 23rd. May 23rd. What do you guys do on her birthday? Do you have a routine or a tradition of anything that you've done over the last no. 20 years? Is it still hard? It is because you wonder what to do. You know, you kind of want to do something, but at the same time, I don't know. That's a tough question. We struggled with that, too. What do you do? Right. What do you do? You're supposed to have those answers. Well, let me think now. I'm a little slower on the draw than you because you didn't give me an agenda. We never give... I've never given him an agenda. So it's super close to uh, Memorial Day or Veterans Day. Memorial, you got it. Okay. And we went up to the Dry Creek for Memorial Day. Early on, I had a kind of a hard time at the cemetery. I think because I was still in my angry face. Mm-hmm. And Jody got a sense of peace going up there and always has gone up there religiously and decorates. Every season, she'll put stuff up there, even though they just mow it all down. And uh, at some point, it got easier for me, and then it became an us thing, and I like going up there with her. And uh, 
but anyway, the, so we went up there for Memorial Day at Dry Creek, and it was pretty new. The veterans thing was new, and they had just a huge amount of people, and this 21-gun salute, and it, I got super tense. So it's like, what are we doing up here? Yeah. Let's, seems like we were just here. So we were just there for her birthday. Then we're there for Memorial Day. So we decided, let's not do the Memorial Day. Let's have our own Memorial Day. And then, like you and Amy, what will that memory be? What will Sarah's day be? You know, and uh, it's, I wish I did have an answer. But uh, I don't know, you have to, I like what you're doing. That is still a family event. And so whatever the answer is, I know that it's going to involve those that would be sitting around if he were sitting there blowing his candles out. Yeah. And the answers will come, as I told our last guests. And so I'm going to think about that, and I'm going to ask my partner, because she recognizes things differently than I do, and obviously so, and we've done a lot of uh, dialogue on that. Yeah. So uh, the good thing is that you're still moving, you're still talking about it, and uh, this is going to sound horrible. He's still gone, but you're still taking that sandwich and making it a little bit better. Yeah, and sometimes you feel like it's, you're making it better, and sometimes you feel like it's just as awful as it was on day one. But Right, you feel that but the people around you are getting a different ripple because of your steps and your action, your faith, your commitment. Stop me if you've... <laughs> yeah, there you go. I appreciate it. Uh, um, but yeah, I think birthdays, true, birthdays are more difficult because then, then I, I'm comparing them to holidays because holidays have kind of a tradition or routine or things that you do that you can still kind of do like we've already talked about Thanksgiving. We talked about Christmas, right? And those things you can still do without, you know, with, with, with his loss and, and it's different and it's not the same, but there's still kind of something there that you can kind of follow as far as a routine or a thing that you do. But when it comes to birthdays, so much of it is around the celebration of their life and their being there. And, you know, you mentioned blowing out candles and, and, and what birthday gifts and all that stuff that comes with a yeah, birthday. Celebrating that but all we're those, alive for another year. But all those are exactly, those are like gone <laughs> and you don't, you don't celebrate. I, I don't know. Right. Maybe other people do. I'm still searching, but that's not how we felt. We didn't feel like this is not. No. And did I accidentally use that word? You didn't. You I, didn't. Maybe I did. You didn't. But I'm just saying it's a, um, we were, we were struggling to figure out what to do. And so we woke up without really a plan. I think that's um, the only way to go and let, other the, than, let it unfold in front of you. Yeah. The only plan was just to be available to each other and be right. around. And you took the day off, and now maybe you know, maybe I should take the next day off, because you talked about that emotional hangover. Yeah. And uh, so well put, and I can totally relate, and I know our listeners can too. Um, you know, so much gets revealed about us as we go through these experiences, in your case, in these firsts, and now you know more about what you need to survive. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 
nice too. I mean, there, we received a couple cards or messages and phone calls or whatever from from people in our circle, and you know that also recognized it was Braden's birthday and just just reached out. And one of them was a was a family that I don't I don't really know that well, but they sent me a card, sent our family a card, and and then sent this book um, that I've just started reading. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one before. The title's Lament for a Son by Nicholas Walter Storff. Um, I don't know if I said his, his name right. But I just received this yesterday or the day before. Just started reading it. Um, but there is this last part of this first paragraph that I want to read because it was like it, uh, it really resonated with me. Is it okay if I read? Please. All right. About two paragraphs. Um, and then we can talk about it. So, again, this is page 13. Lament for a son, Nicholas Wolsterf. Wolst, I can't say his name. Walter Storff. And a uh, little background. So, Nicholas's son, Eric, was 25, um, was killed in a uh, mountain climbing accident in Austria. And so the first paragraph or the first uh, chapter kind of talks about him finding out and little bit about Eric, his, his son. And this is the last part of, of that first chapter. He said, we took, him, we took him too much for granted. Perhaps we all take each other too much for granted. The routines of life distract us. Our own pursuits make us oblivious. Our anxieties and sorrows unmindful. The beauties of the familiar go unremarked. We do not treasure each other enough. He was a gift to us for 25 years. When the gift was finally snatched away, I realized how great it was. Then I could not tell him. An outpouring of letters arrived, many expressing appreciation for Eric. They all made me weep again, each word or praise a stab of loss. How could I be thankful in the goneness for what he was? I find I am but the pain of the no more outweighs the gratitude of the once was. Will it always be so? I didn't know how much I loved him until he was gone. Wow. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot in that that mm. like just like I just chew up and look at and like yes Dang, yes those last two sentences uh, got me oh man wow. yeah that's hard that uh, good writing right there it really is and so did this guy find out in America and have to go over yes yeah yeah very similar to uh, your experience oh I've got lament for a son thanks for sharing that I'll get you a copy of it um as a gift, if you want to, if you want one, but I haven't wow. finished it. Read it, but this sentence. But the pain of the no more outweighs the gratitude of the once was. That hit me. Hits me. That hits me good. That makes so much sense to me. It really does. Yeah, I mean, it's just because I have so much gratitude for what what was, and we talk about that often, my wife and I, and. 
even daughters, it's like we have so much like that we did with him in his 16 years and, and the experiences that he had. And there's so much of that to be grateful for. True. Which I think also emphasizes the, the pain and how heavy it is because with all that in mind, like how much gratitude we have for the time that we had, the pain still right now trumps all that. It like still is so much heavier than what you can capture in that gratitude, if that makes sense. It does. And I don't know that's if that goes, uh, I don't powerful know if that, words. I don't know if that ever changes over time. Like I, well, that's what I was thinking about. Does, I mean, another beautiful uh, set of words to make us look at what's going on. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to answer that because it's so dynamic. It changes so rapidly on which of those is balancing the other. And does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> When he said, "I'm go back to some of these things because I'm just, I'm just, I'm hung hung up on this." Like just when he says, "When the gift was finally snatched away, I realized how great it was." And you uh, see that it's so well written. I've tried a million ways to say that, and that guy says it. Yeah. And I'm in on Chinden going, holy cow, where have I been? And why can't I say that? And we're both here dumbstruck by what that guy is sharing with us. And that's only two paragraphs. And you think about how many dads go through this. But how many rare dads have a, the gift that they can write that. And then rarer is someone finds it and reads it and all the goobly gook that is out there and then you find someone to relate to I'm yeah I'm uh, I'm in awe about what's just happened here again I guess I'm easy and I was laughing on my knee a minute ago and uh, man that's good I can't wait to read it now yeah and I think there's a lot in there I think I think part of it too is how could you possibly be as grateful to have them in your presence while they're still present than you are, you know, most regretful that you weren't as grateful when they are gone? Does right. that make sense? It like, because I have in a weird way it does because <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah, because I have two daughters and like. And hopefully this, hopefully that makes a difference with how you see and hear and experience and smell and live with them. Yeah. That's what I always thought when I gave Sarah's eulogy. It's what I always thought the tough guy dads would hear and that would change how they hug their kids. That was smell their yeah, hair. Smell their hair. You and said uh, that in your her eulogy, and I remember that, and, and I remember it well. Thank you for remembering that, and I didn't think anyone did. And uh, 
So when we have these incidents, incidai, incidences, <laughs> you know, the, the way you live and think and, oh, I got to be this and that, I got to not waste time and, and it lasts for a little bit and then we go right back to ourselves and ignoring what's important. Yeah. And so if you're listening out there, I mean, you have your whole family, you have whoever you have, whoever you have. Um, I'm going to just say it, smell, smell their hair. Yes. and Give that hug that is so meaningful and so As needed. if it's the last time. Great advice. And I do hope that our listeners take heed to that. And I can't tell you how powerful, and Jace knows this, how powerful dads. I sniffed that kid's hair every morning <laughs> till he left for college. I take that back. I skipped a little. As he grew up, it was kind of creepy when I'd sneak. <laughs> but he would let me do it because he knew about it. And uh, I can't wait to sniff him. He's coming home for spring break next week. And uh, such a good hug. So thanks for that, wherever that came from. Uh, I think that's just, I think that's a, I think it's a good advice that advice. you gave all of us many, many years ago. And um, I think it captures that first paragraph at least is, is never take it for granted and love them and be present and engaged and, and, and I don't always do that even today. Like I still no, get distracted with life. To and because of life. Life life's you yeah. and those things get moved down on the list. Yeah. But if they're still on the list and you truly believe in what you just said, then uh, that'll happen and your life can be full and rich even with this horrific event. Yeah. So uh, I was talking to a colleague today she lost her husband two years ago in a, in a uh, helicopter crash and came in and just brought me a different book, not this book, a different book that I'm gonna also going to read. I have a lot of books to read. I'm Sounds like to it. Read it. And uh, we just started talking and, you know, sharing life experiences and through grief and loss and, and things like that. And she, um, I bring this up because I want your perspective on this, but she is in the second year of losing her husband and was told by a counselor that she said that she says she really struggled with. But this counselor said the second year is harder than the first year. And, and she goes, for me, it's been true. She goes, because the first year you're everything's, new or first and you're still kind of what did how did she describe it still kind of in a little bit of shock maybe and kind of i don't know i I can't remember if that's how she described it she goes but the second year is harder and i'm thinking no effing way (laughs) is the second year going to be harder than this because no that's not possible so tell me, tell you a that, lie. <laughs> tell me that that's false. Because if the second year is harder, I don't know how to what how to 
what to make of that because um, that's scary. To think Here's about. what I make of that. Grief is so <clears throat> personal and managing grief is so you can custom custom treat. You know, a lot of people don't need what other people need. And uh, so she's right when she says that first year you're kind of in shock, you're numb, and uh, we just kind of hinted at it. You're still surprised by what comes up. You know, you don't know what, you know, you, what are we going to do? It's his birthday, and you're, you're clueless, and you're surprised by some of the things that get revealed. Okay, so now you have that in the bank, and you know that. And here comes that second year, and it might be harder because it's times two. Everything's now a year yuckier, but you're a year stronger also. So that little sentence that you read about balancing that out, and it might not be harder for you guys. It was harder for her. I'd be interested to see the data on who it's harder for and what those reasons are. But the fact that you're, you've already been through some of this stuff and you already accepted that you're going to go through more of this stuff and now you've, you're re reading a ton and you're, saying, you're seeing that it might be even more difficult and you're going, no way could it be, but you're going to be much better with it. And the proof's in the pudding. This podcast is you, that is you doing it in real time. So if, you're, if this is still on in two years and you have tracked some of your feelings <laughs> and the data is in, I would love to hear, you know, how much our experience with it balances out the difficulty of it or a smell or a day or a feeling that you had no clue you were gonna you were surprised by it and it kicked your ass and you go god that was the hardest like I just said this is the hardest off season I can remember yeah sorry about the blender in the background I love it adds ambiance <laughs> and uh, that kid's been trouble ever since he came in I knew he was gonna get a smoothie <laughs> I digress <laughs> did you see his face so happy Wait, I didn't see his face because I was really <laughs> caught off by the mullet. <laughs> Stop. I, uh, that was cute. And so are you. And where was I? Oh, so we're balancing out our, uh, our, uh, our, our new knowledge of accepting this as our new life and the, all the adjustments and all the new things that happened because of it. And maybe in spite of it. And, uh, yeah, I, we were laughing about if we were still on this, we could talk about the data. So yeah. I would, I'm all, I'm a sponge for what people feel because I don't, who knows what, I don't know what you're feeling. I know what caused you to have this type of, stuff go on in your brain but I have no clue about what you feel nor you do I, do you about I right yeah. me well we'll wait and see right two yes, years we will wait and um, see and that'll be a blink of an eye and you'll have had another you'll have had a summer without 
you know, you'll have this huge bike ride, you'll have had another year with your family and all their new experiences, and uh, I can't wait to hear about it either. Yeah. It's, and and it's, it's not something I'm going to dwell on because it's like... I wouldn't I, dwell I, on that at all because... It's like one day at a time. Right, right. Why, why worry about that? Yeah. And I admire what she's sharing there, but I don't think we can put times and labels and this is what you're going to feel and this is how you should... I don't yeah. think we... I think we're, we don't need to do that. Yeah. Agreed, and 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 she wasn't necessarily, and that was going to be, she. I think the context was more how she was doing, I guess, and and not so much trying to predict how I was going to do or how I how we, I was going to be. So, right. Yeah. And so. then again, I have no idea what she's going through because I can't imagine being alone. I imagine that would get harder as the years go by. Right. Sure. If you're still in the same home. I mean, if my partner left, I'd be, I'd, I don't know what I would be. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Agreed with that. 100%. So, uh, I admire her for talking about it and you sharing it. And then those people that write it down and we all can start sharing our feelings again. Here yeah. I go, which is one of the missing elements of our bully bully society. And that might be enough out of me. Here's something cool that for me personally came out of this as podcast. Not that there's one thing. I mean, this, I think the podcast has been good for, I don't know, for me, for you, I hope, um, and for others. But, uh, in one episode, I think we talked about what to say and, uh, a colleague was listening to our podcasts and in that I think I said something like what I really appreciate is when someone comes and says tell me about Braden so in one of my toughest days the last in this last week yesterday I think it was yesterday or the day before um, this colleague said I, you know I've been listening to your podcast and it made me want to ask the question tell me about Braden <laughs> and I knew that came from the podcast, but then this person actually sat down and said, no, I'm serious. I really want to know more about him. And in the gloominess of that day, me just sharing 90 seconds about Braden just told, said, you know, this is what he was like. This is who he was. And this is, he was witty and funny and he loved the outdoors and we laughed all the time because he was just funnier than hell and without trying he was just super witty and totally relate to that my daughters yes he took after you paul and <laughs> my daughters always got pissed at me for laughing at him at the dinner table because i thought he was hilarious and they would get so like dad he's not that funny i'm like no he really is and uh i just had so much joy talking about him for that short amount of time and if you're out there and you know somebody that lost somebody, ask that question. Tell me about Sarah. Tell me about Braden. Tell me about Jeff. Tell me about whoever. And uh, that person that is grieving um, will appreciate having the opportunity to talk about the person that they love. Right. And they get a small reprieve. 
yeah. and being a proud daddy. Yeah, it's kind of a vacation from your grief. Well, good for bit. that colleague for listening. A, that shows a sign of intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> and B, for actually taking the action and doing it. And then, you know. Yeah. I don't know if they listened to the answer or not, but you say they went and sat with you and you got to s- mention all those adjectives you just did. And uh, that makes me really happy about this podcast. Yeah. Those kind of moments need to be shared and they need to happen more often. Yeah. So if you're out there listening, thank you. One, um, we appreciate it. I know when we started this, we didn't know what was gonna, where it was going to go and if anybody was going to ever listen. But I know we have a lot of people out there that, are, that have expressed to us their appreciation for us doing this. And uh, I don't know, Paul, when, what's the, what, what do you see as the trajectory of this podcast? Any idea? No. And that's the way I need to keep it. I have to <laughs> keep my expectations out. Yeah. And I finally learned that late in my life. And I heard you say it day at a time. And I heard me say it, let the path unfold. I really believe in those things. So that's what I'm going to try to do until our next encounter. I so uh, yeah. another good episode. And yep. uh, thanks for listening, you that are. And we'll look for you on the streets. All right. Peace. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.